Hardy's Happy Hour isn't your average happy hour. From 2 to 5 p.m., double sliders are only a buck twenty-five. Call it a charbroiled hour, a double beef hour, a whole lot of melty cheese hour. Call it what you want. Happy Hour at Hardy's is a good call. Offer for a limited time and only between 2 and 5 p.m. Price of participation may vary. Tax not included. SRN Survival Radio Network. that you hear and you feel that someone else 
can benefit from it, we ask you to go ahead and share that uh, because we work hard to try to bring you this good information uh, every week. Now, I talked about what we talked about last week, but if you want to look at some other topics, feel free to go to our social media platforms. You can start by going to our weekly wellness show uh, fan book fan page on Facebook. Uh, just put in Weekly Wellness Show, and it should come up. It's going to be an orange and green logo. You can also follow me on Twitter, at Dr. Aaron Williams. Also, you can follow me on Instagram, at Dr. Aaron Williams. Now, we also have a YouTube channel called the Weekly Wellness Channel. So if you're on YouTube, uh, just put in Weekly Wellness Channel, and it should be some health-oriented videos for you to look at as well as share. Now, we've had a lot of authors on our show. Uh, we're, we're very proud of them. As I mentioned last week, uh, Dr. Zarina uh, has a book out, and we encourage you to uh, check that out. It talks about delicious anti-inflammatory recipes uh, and a lot of other good health tips. Dr. Tony Haley also uh, was on the show a while back. Her book is entitled Reprogram Your Mindset. And if you want a copy of that book, just go to www.drtonysbook, that's T-O-N-I-S book.com. We've also had Paula Maddox with her book entitled The Soul Journey of Change, The Pathway to Personal Freedom. She is a leadership and business coach and provides some great information regarding that. And last but not least, Mr. Andre Parker, he was on a while back, I think back in April, talking about his book, The Four Cornerstones of Success. He's going to be back on our show in the very near future with his second book. And so he's been very proliferative with regard to providing, you know, great information to help you with your health and your wellness and to also help promote positive things with regard to your mindset. So check these authors out. They'd appreciate it. We'd appreciate it. Remember, you always need to do something today that your future self will be thankful for. Now, today we're going to have a great show, uh, as we always uh, do with with a great guest. Uh, We're going to be talking about something that's kind of near and dear to us all. You know, a lot of us are you know, on our computers, on our cell phones. We're really in an age where the Internet and, um, you know, cyber activity has really taken off. And guess what? It's not going to change. You know, we're buying our food online. We're buying regular items through our house online. Heck, you can even buy a car online. But some of the negatives of that comes with regard to protecting your identity online or while using any of these devices. So, in fact, the Harris poll stated that nearly 60 million Americans have been affected by identity theft. The same survey indicates that nearly 15 million consumers experienced identity theft in 2017. Now, There are many types of identity theft that can cause many problems, as you know. There's credit card fraud, uh, tax-related fraud, bank fraud. Someone can even take out a loan in your name and you not even know about it until it's too late. So there's a lot of ways that this can be affected, but we're also going to drill down today on how this can affect your health. You know, when you go to your doctor today, a lot of times, you know, the government has pushed us into electronic medical records, which is a great thing, which can be very, very convenient. However, this also makes that information possibly subjected to theft. And when someone gets your financial information and has access to your health information, there's a big problem. So I wanted to bring someone on today that's going to help us out with that um, we're going to have Mr. Jeffrey A. Lamar, who is actually also the associate producer of the show. But as with most of us, he has many skill sets, and one of them happens to be in the realm of IT. So we're going to get into that. But first, we're going to go ahead and pay some bills, and we're going to go and take our first commercial break. So, ladies and gentlemen, I invite you to please stay tuned. 
so that you can continue to be informed. If your company needs a voiceover professional, call me at 646-504-1376. I'm Dane Reed. That's 646-504-1376. I'm there for you when you need live announcing for events, company voicemails, commercials, professional voiceovers for important videos, voicemails, and anything else your company might need. Call me at 646-504-1376. Interested in doing voiceovers? I also do consultations. Looking for a cafe with a home-like appeal where all who enter feel like they are part of something? Visit My Coffee Shop, located in East Lake, Atlanta, Georgia. MCS has a full breakfast and lunch menu, offering both hot and cold options, and is home of the amazing basil lemonade. But don't forget their assortment of freshly brewed coffees. Come on by at 2462 Memorial Drive, Atlanta, Georgia, 30317. We're pretty sure my coffee shop at East Lake will become your coffee shop, too. You may have heard the phrase, deals are done on the golf course, but do you know how that happens? The book Nine Holes, Nine Goals will provide hole-by-hole guidance on what to do and mistakes to avoid during a round of business golf. Pre-order your copy today at 9holes9goals.com because closing deals on the golf course is no longer just a phrase. You can do it too. SRN Survival Radio Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the Weekly Wellness Show here on the Survival Radio Network, a network with over 1 million downloads. Now, hey, before the break, we talked about several things regarding hair care uh, as well as PTSD. So don't forget to go back and check out the podcast from last week if you missed that. Uh, And uh, we also talked about the fact that 60 million Americans have been affected by identity theft. They can attack your bank account, your credit card. They can even take out a loan, and you not even know about it. So I thought this would be uh, a great topic for today, particularly with regard to protecting your identity when it comes to health. So our guest today is our social producer, Mr. Jeffrey A. Lamar. He's a graduate of the Florida A&M University. He has worked in the IT field for quite some time in several different settings, uh, including in the uh, healthcare arena, as well as the university arena, as well as in the private sector. So, as usual, on the Weekly Wellness Show, we like to bring you great experts. There's no different to, to for this today. So, without further ado, let's Welcome to the show, Mr. Jeffrey A. Lamar. Uh, hello there, sir. How are you? All right, uh, Jeffrey. I uh, uh, hope things are going well. We, we're glad you're able to stop by today and uh, and enlighten us on yeah, this IT scenario. I mean, we've become so dependent on it. Um, everybody carries their cell phone. Uh, everybody pretty much kind of has a computer. A lot of things are electronic with regard to transmission of funds. Uh, you can even buy your food online. Uh, you can buy a car online. <laughs> you can date online. I mean, so with that, all that's all that are pluses. But with that, you got to put your identity there. So I guess that really kind of puts us all at at risk uh, for identity theft and some other untoward effects that we didn't count on uh actually yes it does because like you said pretty much now in our everyday lives we're using some form 
of uh, technology, whether it's a cell phone, whether it's a smart house where you can actually uh, a lot of things going on, like the wing where you can see someone in your backyard where you have a connection to be able to do that. And you're sharing information across whatever platform that it is. So protecting that information is what's key. And, you know, we need to first determine what is, you know, data and why why do we want to protect it. You know, data is any information that is, you know, specific to us. It's the difference between me saying, hi, I'm Jeffrey Lamar, and hi, I'm Jeffrey Lamar, I'm six feet one, I have brown eyes. My social security number is one 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 dash one one dash one 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 one, and my date of birth is zero five zero five zero five. That's a whole lot more information to be given uh, someone than actually, uh, you know, just my name. So you can either have that information on paper, which we would consider like offline data, like birth certificate, social security card. Uh, any identification cards or driver's license, you need to protect that information or data as well as you do the data that you submit online. So you have two different forms, you know, records that you keep, uh, prescription bottles, uh, any information that was given to you with personal information on it. You need to secure that information. Right. Yeah, that that's definitely uh, definitely key because there are a lot of people out there who want that. And I didn't know until I started doing research uh, in preparation for this show. You know, I've, I've always heard of the term uh, Jeffrey Ransomware, but I, I guess it was in the back of my mind. I didn't know people were actually, I guess they're doing this to companies, actually getting information and charging ransom to for, for, for them not to release it. Yeah, well, in this case, which it happens to individuals, me being, you know, supporting end users or small companies or what have you, and it has, ha- it has happened to large companies as well. So mm-hmm. say you go to a website and you're redirected to another website. I'm just to make it uh, simple for, you know, everyday users because this happens quite a bit. So you mm-hmm. go to a site and then you get an alert. It's like alarms going uh yeah. Contact this contact Microsoft at this number. Your computer has been uh compromised. Please call this number. Uh, so and trust me, we I've had this happen several times even though we've sent out uh things not to do this. So mm-hmm. you call the number, you get someone that says they're representing whatever company, Microsoft, whoever, and you know, they got an alert that you had some suspicious activity on your device, computer, uh, what have you, uh, they can uh, basically what they do is they get you to allow them to remote into your computer mm-hmm. to allow supposedly to fix it. But what they actually do, and most of the times it's an encryption uh, software called BitLocker where they can actually encrypt your hard drive where you cannot get the information off and you have to have a certain encryption key to open it back up. So for you to get the information back, you have they have to give you the key. So then now it's, well, you know, uh, you have a severe problem. Uh, it's probably going to take, you know, 300 a 1000 depends on the device and the person, you know, and people have actually paid the money wow. to these companies to uh, have them unlock their computers when, all you have to do, really, because that's the point where you're getting a message. That's just a message. You could just end the message right then. And and at that point, I would usually, I typically shut the computer down and then run some type of uh, malware and virus software on the computer to make sure it's nothing resident there. But then that's getting into a whole other level of technical support about BitLocker and encryption and the troubleshooting things you could do. But the initial thing was someone was able to get to you uh, through you going to a website, and this time they tricked you basically into calling them to fix your computer, and then they do something to the computer and charge you to undo what they did. That's ransomware. Wow, wow. 
that is that is definitely uh, a threat there. You know, I, and I want to reiterate what you brought out was so when you get those crazy emails or alerts that your computer has a virus, and it's like you said, it's it's almost going ballistic. You're almost thinking the computer is going to explode. Just go ahead and close that out and ignore it. Yeah, and, close it out. I usually mm-hmm. restart. You know, that yes. would be my second step. If open the browser again, typically it's gone. But my my third step would be to uh, run some form of malware and virus scans. And if you're not comfortable with any of those procedures, contact someone that you feel comfortable with doing that. Right. Um, yeah. So if you're not comfortable at that point, you know, shut just turn it completely off. Uh, shut it down, and then contact someone you're comfortable with uh, working with you to make sure everything's good, whether you have to take it to, you know, Best Buy is your place, or if you have your own personal mm-hmm. tech support uh, person. I get those calls at home, you know, not from clients, just from people they're concerned, and they'll say, what should I do? And I'm like, okay, well, you know, it's nothing wrong, just, you know, turn it off and let's do this. And if I can't walk it through them, then I try to, you know, meet with them and show them what to do. It's all about, you know, information as with anything else. It's just like treating the patient or, or treating anything else. You have to see what the symptoms are and right. then go back and, you know, correct those symptoms. Right. Now, now you talked about, I think you kind of alluded to this earlier, you know, I guess to start with this whole thing about protecting yourself you need to keep your personal information I'm, I'm, and I'm talking about how to secure your your information offline uh, I guess you know like you know your credit credit I guess a lot of this is a no-brainer but we need to reiterate this is that you need to keep your credit cards and all of that secure in a secure place and I guess you know when you are disposing of this information you should be careful as to how you dispose it. Uh, uh, what's your recommendations on on keeping your personal information secure offline? Well, it's more than just credit cards. It could be bank mm-hmm. statements. It could be health information. It could be uh, tax information. It could be mortgage information. It could be anything that has personal information attributed to you, prescription bottles, uh-huh. um, my my sister does missionary work, and they send, you know, because they can get the medications overseas, like in some countries like Africa or any uh, other countries, they can get the medication. The issue a lot of times is the actual prescription bottles. Huh. So I, when I'm done with my prescriptions, mm-hmm. I, you know, I take my information off, and I'm just making a point. So. I'm looking at one of my uh, prescription bottles. Jeffrey Lamar has my address. It has the prescription. It has uh, the RX number. And so people could take that information and, uh, and use it. So what I do is I take the strip off with the, the, you know, that's around the bottle. And I, uh, I shred that before I, before I get it another example mm-hmm. is like mail and I mean we're so accustomed you know to mail if you're like your checking account you order right. new checks if you still write checks I'm, I'm I still see people writing checks even though I very infrequently do it but if you still write checks when mm-hmm. you have reordered your checks yeah don't have them sent to your house if you don't have a locked mailbox huh okay yeah, don't yeah. have your credit card, new credit card uh-huh. sent to your home if you don't have a locked box. Because people can get that information. I mean, they can. They don't have to take a credit card. They can just get something and scan the credit card. Right. Um, now you've heard of, you know, the RFID wallets where if you're walking through the airport or somebody's trying to scan, uh-huh. and they actually have scanners that can read your credit card, and then now they've captured your credit card information. So now I have a wallet that supposedly prevents my uh, credit card from being scanned. Uh, last example, a lot of people have Wi-Fi. And yeah. I yeah. cannot stress this enough. Please secure 
your Wi-Fi because they have scanners. I could just literally ride down the street and point a receiver at every house on that street and uh-huh. find out find out whose uh, wireless unit is not secured, like with uh-huh. an encrypted password. And if it's open, then now I have access to your home network. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of bad about that when I'm on the road. Uh, you know, <clears throat> some people are very careful about using the Wi-Fi in public places, i.e. coffee shops, mm-hmm. airports. Uh, and, you know, sometimes I'm just so doggone glad to get Wi-Fi <laughs> that I just go yes. ahead and use it. But uh, that's probably not a wise thing to do because at some point uh, someone can get a hold of your information. Well, you can use the Wi-Fi, but don't uh-huh. conduct financial transactions like don't uh, log into your online bank account uh don't log into a secure like i wouldn't check my medical records online at a hotel you know things of that nature okay okay um, you know and offline once again shred all receipts if you discard the credit cards mm-hmm. you know pretty much shred any paper that has personal information on it and you know use the post office box or a lot box or the if you're mailing something with personal information, actually take it to the post office and drop it in the mailbox as opposed to putting it in your mailbox if it's not secure. Um, so okay. those are some things we could be mindful of. Uh-huh. Offline. Now, what about online? we got about three or four minutes before we go to break. Uh, what What are some of the things we can do uh, on as far as being secure <laughs> online? Well, one of the things we alluded to earlier where we crossed over into the online and, you know, mm-hmm. we can go to break uh, is definitely the, the the open Wi-Fi's like Starbucks, airports, hotels, um, those kind of things. Make sure you be careful what you log into there unless you're using a secure connection uh, mm-hmm. somewhere else. Uh, be careful with your um, – like if you use a USB drive and just say, or your laptop. Now, you know, this has happened, so I'm just yeah. giving you real life. Uh, someone worked at a medical facility and had taken their laptop home, left the, map, uh, the laptop on the train, which had personal health information, which we'll uh-huh. go back to later. And so now someone's gotten that laptop. Well, if you encrypt, the data on that laptop where, once again, I tell you, that's the same thing with the BitLocker. It, even if someone did get that device, the USB drive or the laptop, they wouldn't be able to access the information because it's encrypted and it requires a, uh, a key to actually view the data. So that's uh, a one way you can protect the data. Uh, we are going to passwords and social media and uh, security numbers and all that stuff you know, when we come back from break. But that was just like a real-life example that has happened somewhere I worked uh, uh-huh. about, you know, and that's why a lot of times you have to, you know, you have to sign uh, that you are aware of all security practices so when you go somewhere you can be held accountable for that information if it gets, if it's not secure properly, especially when it's other uh, people's other information. People. Yeah, I can imagine uh, whoever did that was quite in a pickle because, you know, uh, you have other people's confidential information and medical you records. Let somebody else. Yeah, medical records is very serious. And now you have put yourself in a position to let someone else get a hold of that. And uh, I'm quite sure the people who are doing this don't, you know, Getting your ran- the ransom isn't cheap. We'll put it that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, or if they knew what to do with it. I mean, we've had cases where you know people have not shredded information and put it in a dumpster. I mean, it's been all kind of news reports of not securing personal information. Of course, obviously, we've heard about all the data breaches at Equifax yeah. and uh, some other companies. So you know, it's. If it's out there, you know, people are, that is all they do all day is, you know, whether it's for, uh, you know, just a joke or just to see if they can do it or if they're using it for a reason. People are all constantly trying to attack, you know, 
and breach of secure locations. Wow, wow. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and we're going to continue our conversation, but right now we're going to uh, take another break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Mr. Jeffrey A. Lamar on protecting your identity. If you're a content creator, social media socialite, influencer, or simply love to record current events, you need the joystick. The joystick is an essential tool for every type of digital content creator. It holds two or more mobile phones or tablets, allowing users to stream and record hands-free on multiple apps simultaneously. And it's lightweight and portable. For more information or to purchase your joystick today, visit our website at www.joystick.com. Do you have tax issues, owe back taxes, or need tax relief? Contact L&B Tax Service today. L&B offers you over 15 years of expertise and first-class tax service for individuals, professionals, and business owners. With nationwide service, you can easily find a location near you. Contact one of our tax professionals through our website, lbtaxservice.com. That's www.lbtaxservice.com. L&B Tax Service Incorporated. Tax professionals that you can trust. Do you have a business, product, service, or an event coming up? Is your current marketing getting you nowhere? Survival Radio Network is an award-winning network with over 1 million downloads. We're offering high-exposure 30-second spots on our network, reaching diverse demographics both locally and nationwide. Give us a call at 323-977-8172 or visit our website at www.survivalradionetwork.us today. SRN, we do radio. The SRN. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're so glad that you took out some time, taken out some time, to spend an hour or 40 minutes or so learning about your health. Today, we're going to help you out with regard to protecting your personal identification data, particularly in the healthcare realm, but we're also covering the general realm as well because a lot of us you know, we you don't necessarily deal in healthcare. Uh, you know, on a on a day to day basis, unless you're going to the doctor every day. So we want to also cover the non uh, medical aspects of this because you know someone could get into your data uh, through a non healthcare venue and get to your healthcare data. So we want to make sure we cover uh, all of those bases uh, for you today. Once again, our guest today is our associate producer of the show, Mr. Jeff A. Lamar, who, who who's worked in the IT field for 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 many years. He's worked in various different settings, including the private sector, in the healthcare sector, as well as in the university sector. So, uh, Jeffrey, before we w- took our break, uh, you were getting into passwords um, and and how we can, uh, of course, you know, password is just what it what it says, but you know, I guess a lot of these hackers have, uh, are so sophisticated that the general everyday uh, path, password, uh, i.e., with your birth date or something like that, is obvious. It's just not going to work. What's your recommendations on uh, that? Yeah, well, you want to create a strong uh, password because uh, I'll tell you what happens. Like, say someone knows that your address is, you know, Jeffrey uh, at Jeffrey dot com, and so they try to access your account. So mm, mm. click on the forgot my password. So then it usually brings up some form of like questions. So if I know your favorite right. dog, your first car, and yeah. your mother's maiden name, I can access the yeah. password. Yeah. So one of yeah. the first things I would do is like change those change those around so 
okay. instead of using my fake. If it says what's my favorite dog, I will put the name of something else that's totally irrelevant to the dog. Knowing okay. myself now, you have to keep you have to keep track, you keep of, track of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got to cheat, but you know <laughs> that way, um, yeah, you can you can uh, kind of you know not give away that kind of information. That's one way. Um, uh-huh. That's a start right there for those questions. The other thing is to make longer passwords. Okay. Because a four-character password can probably be cracked with a password cracking software. I, I don't know. Huh. Maybe I don't even know if it'll take five minutes for four characters. Good. And that's a combination of the numbers and letters. So what you want to do, yeah. you want to create a strong password. By that's why a lot of places now force you to yeah. do at least eight characters with a combination of uppercase, lowercase, and special characters okay. for your password. So the more characters in the password, the stronger it's going to be. Uh, don't use phrases like I love Becky if Becky is your girlfriend <laughs> or, you know, yeah. uh, you know, my dad is cool. Um, right. You know. I went to FAMU. Uh, right. You don't want you don't want recognizable phrases. Uh, don't use the same password again. So, like where I work, I can't remember how many now. We make you we make you change your password. We force you to change the password every ninety days on a corporate uh-huh. level. Um, but you cannot you can't use the same previous passwords within. I don't know, it may be 10 generations or 15. I don't remember how far it goes back, but you can't yes. use the same password over. Interesting. People yeah. People like that, to go. Yeah. Yeah, people like to go, you know, password, just say password is the password. Then they'll go password one or one password, yeah, yeah. password yeah. two. <laughs> try, right. Yeah, try not to do that. Don't do your password because I'm going on security audits. Don't create a password and then tape it on the bottom of your keyboard. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you mentioned that, you know, some of those challenge questions brings about the fact that, you know, you probably shouldn't don't overshare a lot of your personal information, just information about you on social media, i.e. Facebook, uh, because, you know, once, once the, you know, it's like it's like the FBI, you know, has a profile of, of a suspect. They just study. They don't do anything for a while. They just study the suspect. You know, they just know yep. what he likes, what's his favorite drink, where does he like to go after yep. work. And so if yep. you know a ton about that person, you may not know everything right away, but, like, if you know your – if you know your uh, – so you're on Facebook and you got the name of your – dog lassie on there and i'm not saying you know i know this is difficult for everybody uh but you, you i guess my point is you have to be careful about oversharing your personal information uh on social media well yeah you know like you said you get the favorite color you know if you see someone they always got on teal yeah well, nine times out of ten the favorite color is teal, teal. or mm-hmm. You know, margarita drinks or favorite restaurant, or if you're always with the, like you said, the dog. That's why you don't want to use familiar things uh, when you're trying to, uh, you know, set up challenge, what we call challenge questions. And also, you know, here's a classic thing if I'm out of the country and people know yeah. where I live because they got my address, then guess what? Uh-huh. They're going to be at my house. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. if you post that you're gone, you know, that's just, I mean, you know, it's good to let people in, you know, sometimes, you know, if you do share where you are and things, only share it with the people that are in your personal network. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You right. know, don't send a blanket text that I'm in Cancun right. to, you know, friends of friends of friends of friends, because then that way, you know, everybody knows where you are. Yeah, I think you should probably share that information once you get back. <laughs> hey, yeah, I had a great yeah, time I in Cancun, and here's proof. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I see that a lot on, on Facebook and social media, and uh, I know they want to capture the moment, but sometimes 
while you're capturing the moment, somebody else could be capturing your house. <laughs> yes, you're uh, correct. What about keeping your device secure, uh, Jeffrey? Uh, you know, uh, we talked about Wi-Fi. Of course, everybody should know they should lock their computer. But, you know, what What are some of the – how should we protect our devices? Well, first of all, when you get a device, I would make sure you have some kind of uh, antivirus, antivirus, excuse me, anti-spyware uh-huh. software. Uh, their products, you know, people familiar with McAfee, Norton, uh, Bitdefender. Uh, Microsoft has gotten better with their internal Windows Defender and malware. I, use, I personally use uh because it's kind of comprehensive. It cleans the PC as well as protect my data. Uh-huh. Um, we'll talk about cookies, that uh, how they track you. Uh, it, it removes cookies every 12 hours. Uh, it lets me know if someone is actually trying to track where I've been and blocks that tracking. But the first place you want to start is making sure that you have some kind of antivirus and anti-spyware and malware software. That's your first defense. Uh, The second thing for devices, once again, is strong passwords. Even if if you have a laptop and you take it everywhere with you, I I have gone around, and then once again, this is just click somebody's laptop, and it comes to the user login, and there's no password on it. It could be a work laptop. You know, most most institutions require you or force you to put a password in. Uh, right. But, you know, there are some that don't. So secure the, the device with the password. Mm-hmm. Uh, phishing, not going phishing. Uh, yeah, phishing, phishing with, with a, a P. <laughs> yeah, you get a lot of phishing e- emails like, this is Bank of America, please contact us immediately. And yeah. they have a link to blank Bank of America, but if you look in the email address, okay, it's not from Bank of America. And if you look in the actual URL or where you click on, it's not Bank of America. It looks like a bank. It's just a what we call a fake site where they've captured that page, makes it look like that page, but it's not mm. that page. Uh, and that's how someone can steal uh, your information or ex- once again expose you to a, a virus. Uh, we talked about uh, public access on uh, wireless networks. Also, your personal Wi-Fi at home, make sure it's secure with a good, strong password where no one uh, can get to it. And there's other things you could do. You can limit the amount of users that can access your your personal Wi-Fi. You can set it to where if you know you have three computers and two phones and right. maybe a, a Roku device, you can set where it's only six devices that can actually log into that uh, network. I mean, those are getting more like, you know, more technical things that you could do. Uh, but you have to be smart about Wi-Fi in public as well as your Wi-Fi at home. You never want to share Wi-Fi with a neighbor because if you share your Wi-Fi with them and they share it with someone else and the someone else does something illegal through your Wi-Fi, it's coming back to you. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I guess it's like riding the back seat of a car and your friend up front is conducting a bank robbery. So it's just <laughs> yep. guilty by association. That's not good. Now, now, Jeffrey, I've read that, you know, we talked about hacking the computer. Um, <clears throat> I read in, uh, it was an article in Upscale Magazine about cybersecurity. They talk about uh, how they can hack your phone. And, uh, they, you know, you, they can hack your phone, I guess, just by, like, you know, they can send emails to you, you know, you know to, for your computer. You know, you have to be also leery of text messages uh, sent to your phone because, they can also uh, uh, contain Trojan, uh, you know, some type of Trojan horse scenario uh, that can, you know, cause some type of problem. Uh, so I, I don't know whether you, you all, you, I guess uh, in your arena you deal more with the computers, but I thought I'd bring that up with regard to cell phones and that, that that's, not, that's also a, a, a segue into your um, uh, security. Well, any device. Mm-hmm. It communicates across any platform is yes. basically 
a smart device. Okay. And, you know, a telephone, mm-hmm. uh, the smart homes, uh, and get yeah, into, yeah. you know, my three girlfriends, Alexa, Siri, and Cortana. Uh-huh. Um, any of that stuff can be hacked. Yeah. And you have to take kind of the same precautions uh, with those as you would anything else. Smart TVs, and a lot of times I recommend people Oh, yeah. If you're uh, not there, turn your, I don't have uh, Alexa, any of those, turn those devices off if you're not there. Uh, if you have a remote camera on your phone or on your computer, you know, you see a lot of people cover up the thing on their personal computers or laptops. That is, that is always a good idea to make sure um, that you are aware of what's going on with your device. They can, uh, they can hack into your phones. They can hack, you know. We see the Mission Impossible's and things yes, where, yeah. you know, people hack into your a car. If you got a car that's got uh, like GPS and it's got, you know, the concern now is now we got all these automated cars and trains and uh, trucks and and everything coming where they're self-maintained, but what if someone hacked into those devices? You're running into the same problem. You have to pretty much be on top of what's going on from a phone to a train, you know, what's going on electronically with that device. Right, right. Well, now, before we get into healthcare, um, you know, Bitcoin has become very popular. Uh, A lot of people making money off being investing in it. Uh, this cryptocurrency thing is really, uh, you know, has taken off. What is your, do you have any recommendations, you know, with PayPal, uh, Bitcoin, or this Get Cash app? Um, any uh, specific recommendations regarding to uh, transferring money? Well, PayPal, I use it. It's pretty secure. And the good thing about mm-hmm. PayPal is something goes wrong, they're usually pretty good about, uh, correct and then Bitcoin I'm just starting to get into Bitcoin And how he uses what they call blockchain Yeah, And it's supposed mm-hmm. to be very secure Because not all the people know All of the information Is kind of what they call on a blockchain And that's my uh, uh, I guess blockchain for dummy speech Today but I have been doing some uh, Research on cryptocurrency And it's just Another form of e- Electronic cash so anytime you're dealing with anything electronically, whether you're transferring money from your from your online bank account to someone else or you're transferring money from PayPal to someone else, and now they have Google Pay, you know, I forgot yeah. what Apple is. Because now, you know, you notice you go places and you buy something like from a, like a smaller vendor, maybe a food truck or, right. you know, a novelty item. They pull out that square in a minute. They swipe your yeah. car, and it's paid for. So right. as you stated earlier, you may not want everything to be electronic, and but it's going there. Yeah. And at some point, you're going to have some chip somewhere. Hopefully it's not implanted in your body, but some right. kind of uh, chip somewhere where you just scan this thing and you pay for everything. You, you have your groceries sent to the house. Uh, you make a phone call to wherever, and, you know, we were in – I was in a, a class this week, and we're talking about, you know, networking and communications and things. They're going to create a whole nother IP address structure for communicating outside the globe because, you know, you're going to be – you know, and I'm saying this is far off, and I don't really know how far because, you know, they're talking about global tr- – you know, interstellar travel now. So if you want to call the moon, the moon's going to have its own area code and its own IP address. Wow. Interesting. Pluto is going to have its own area code and its own IP address or planet code, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, so everything um, electronic, you still need to use common sense overrules everything a lot of times in a perspective of things. If you use good common sense, uh, you can protect yourself. Right. Well, what about health care, uh, Jeffrey? I mean, you worked in a major uh, hospital uh, <clears throat> uh, system. 
Uh, how about protecting our 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 health information? Well, health information, basically, which is called personal health information, PHI, uh, mm-hmm. they establish HIPAA to force uh, medical providers to keep your personal health information private because mm-hmm. you don't want to have anyone gaining access to your personal health information. So I'm going in, I got a sore throat, I go online, I look for the best cough drop. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden now, I'm getting ads from Vicks and Ricola on my right. computer just <laughs> right. because I did a search for cough drops. Uh-huh. Uh, now I got medical center calling me because they want to offer me some new plan on some concierge service that they're offering because uh, they had you know, maybe I reported that I was having some knee pain and, you know, they provide this particular service. It's gotten to some telemarketing group or some contact group. Now I'm getting phone calls because my information is out that I had knee replacement and I need some services. Um, With PHI, you want to be very careful. And the thing with uh, PHI is the, the medical provider has some, responsibility but you also have responsibility because you have to sign that form that you're aware and Uh you have to make sure that even though you and I are friends and you and I uh, you're a medical provider if I wanted Mm -hmm. you to have access to my records I would have to specifically say uh, Dr. Aaron O. Williams has permission to view my medical records Mm -hmm. Um, because they get they're very strict about sharing personal health information. Uh, I worked at a hospital, um, and this nurse, uh, just say nurse A, had a, a grandchild at the hospital, and she was not a part of that child's care plan. Uh-huh. Well, she went and accessed his records on the system to see what was going on. Uh-huh. And the way the systems work now, it creates a, uh, you know, a token as to when the last time the record was accessed and who it, it was accessed by. Uh-huh. And it flagged that she wasn't a part of his uh, care plan. Uh-huh. So, unfortunately, that was a case where somebody had to be fired wow. uh, for accessing yeah. um, personal information. Uh, second situation was at another hospital, um, a prominent person was there and did not unfortunately make it. Well, somebody accessed the records and sold it to TMZ. No. Yeah, so you have to be there. But, you know, the thing is, once again, the way these applications work and these electronic health records, uh, systems work is anytime anything is touched, it creates a stamp that it was touched at this day, this time, by who? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they can go back and check that. And you basically want to treat your personal health information the same as you do any other information. And it's just like your social security card. Right. Why do you need this? Uh, what are you using it for, and what are you going to do with it? Those are the three things that anytime anybody asks you for your uh, health information, uh, that's what you need to be concerned with. And if you have a copy of lab work or if you have a copy of uh, x-rays or a copy of uh, diagnosis, you need to treat that the same way as anything else, either secure it, or if you no longer need it, shred it. Um, right. Because you don't want your data stolen for, uh, once again, for anybody to use it for anything other than the purpose it was intended for. And I will caveat that, too, by saying I know these Fitbits and these Apple Watches. And yeah. 
and things are popular, but you have to realize that that information is being stored and used to target you for certain types of products and ads. Right. I am a MyFitnessPal fan, uh, but I just read today that it had, it's, it's been hacked uh, some mm-hmm. time back, and uh, it's, you know, so they're collecting that data. And um, well, well, Jeff, let me ask you this uh, uh, before we run out of time. Suppose you have been hacked. What do you do? I mean, I, I've run well, across some websites uh, that you should, you should report to, but if you have been hacked, what do you do? Well, if you've been hacked, the first place you start is the place where you were hacked. Okay. Um, so bank account, somebody's uh, – and I, it's just funny. We had the show today, and I was at a place I used to work, and the guy came up, and he was like, somebody just charged two iPhones and tablets on my account in California at – I don't know whether it was – uh, it was a either Verizon, AT, wherever. Uh, Sprint. I don't know the exact store. And he came out. What should I do? And I'm thinking like, a contact the bank, uh, contact whoever store it was, and from there, because they are very good at tracking, you know, where the charges came from. Okay. So you mm-hmm. would start there. I mean, you could also use services like LifeLock where if anything happens and you report it, then they go through and do their thing, and they recover the money for you if you're uh, if you think your credit you know, you have invalid credit issues and somebody purchased a mortgage on your house, you can report that through the credit bureau and then get an investigation um, and usually, I mean, this now we're getting into criminal activity so then you can start filing, uh, you know, you know, make pursuing charges against other people for actually, because if you charge, you know, twelve hundred dollars worth of stuff on my card, you just stole twelve hundred dollars from me. Right. And that's a criminal charge. Right. Not good. Not good. Well, yeah, like I said, I ran across a couple of web. If you've been hacked, there's a few websites. You can go to the Justice Department. Just go to justice.gov. Uh, yep. You can report it to your major credit card bureau at us.gov slash credit reports. Uh, you can also report to the FBI. Just go to fbi.gov forward slash investigate forward slash cyber. And lastly, the Federal Trade Commission, consumer.ftc.gov. So, you know, appears to be several things you could do. If you have been hacked, it's best to report it so they can, so it won't happen to you again and also, you know, so it won't happen to anybody else. No, go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, and you have to get those uh, items removed off of your credit and off of your um, restored back to your bank account. And uh, that is, uh, you have to get your ID back because, I mean, now they've gotten your driver's license, they've gotten your Social Security card, and some other personal information that they can use. And it's, you know, it's a exhausting process, but you have to go through it to get everything restored back to the way it should be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it definitely happens. If You know, I, my feeling is like this, uh, if it happens to the big guys, i.e. Facebook, uh, and, if I, you know, and I read also hospital healthcare information is very lucrative for these hackers uh, because they know these hospital systems don't want to give out that information. So I think all of us uh, really need to be careful. Uh, but, uh, Jeff, you know, uh, we've, we're approaching our, our, our ending time, but, hey, it's been great having you on the show. Uh, I think it's something that – all of us really need to pay attention to, and uh, if we don't, we're going to find ourselves uh, in a bad in bad shape. So I really appreciate you coming by and enlightening us, enlightening us on how to uh, uh, keep our personal identification information safe. And thank you for having me, sir. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that will conclude another great episode 
of the Weekly Wellness Show. Once again, I'd like to encourage I'd like to encourage you to join our fan book page on Facebook and also follow us on all our social media. So until next week, we encourage you to be healthy, be happy, and be kind.